0: The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the commentary for season two, episode 10 of The Lion Historia, part one. My name is Chris Britton. I am writer and creator of the show. With me is M. Sierra Garcia, who is.
2: Oh, right here. Hi. I'm cool. Not even cool listening to me. An actor. <laughs>
1: There is a great right, okay. Oh, uh, and also, is Mr. People Joel Rowan.
0: Hi. God, God, why is this loud? We're going to tell me their names. <laughs> I can barely hear you guys over
1: <laughs> really. Turn the episode down. Oh, don't That's turn i
0: trying it. to do, but God.
1: <laughs> well, this opens with. Um, oh, no, well, yeah, we're just in the little previous oh, scene. This oh, opens with mentioned. a massive argument.
0: I should mention, because for, like, the last two episodes, I barely put any music in, I tried to cram as much frickin' music into this episode as I could.
1: Which made me very happy, by the way. There's
0: only two spots in this entire episode that don't have music, and they're both, like... One is, like, ten seconds long, and the other... Well, that has enough shit going on in it, so it doesn't really need it, but, yeah... Well, well, I
1: very much appreciate it. good. who is this? This is Kevin McLeod opening. Yes. Yeah. I
0: don't remember the track though.
1: Don't worry, it'll be in the credits. It's fine.
0: But it's supposed to be over the uh, the radio.
1: Yes, I got that because it cuts off when she closes the door. That was lovely.
0: Yes, and also something I tried to make them. You know, Kitty is in your left ear. Yep. About like thirty to fifty percent. And Nicole is in your right ear, about thirty to fifty percent, to get, give this um, this space between them.
1: Nice, nice. That's Until always, right at
0: the end, when she said when Kitty says "fuck you," and then I wanted it just dead center, Just <laughs> <laughs> like that's it, that's the end, that's the, the end of the argument. Fuck off, I'm going away.
1: Almost fitting a metaphor into the directing style there. That's 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 awesome. Yeah, I love it. Now I had an image of them standing on either side of the bed because this is good. Cause, Okay, so this scene, we haven't really been building to this, but this is like, because this is supposed to be several months later than we when we last met Kitty and Nicole, because we've had the two episodes set in the future, and a couple of months passed before Joe got back, as we found at the end of the last episode, and things have soured a little bit between them in the intervening period, with the town obviously falling apart, everyone joining the Legion, they're living in this crappy motel, Nicole's losing her job, because no one left. In the old folks home, which she was working at, um, and so this is this is sort of the the beginning of a real fall apart in their relationship, and obviously a big tension point over working for Sahi. Um, and yeah, well done, Bex and uh, and and Cat Pride here, because I thought that was it was oh. nicely uh, nicely angry.
2: <laughs>
0: and this bit. She lights a cigarette. I had so much trouble finding the sound effect for grabbing a pack of cigarettes, taking the cigarette out, and then lighting it.
1: Yeah, that's one of the, it's one of those fucking pain I things, isn't it? That's
0: life of me.
1: Mm. Having people smoke in general in audio drama is really yeah. difficult unless they're smoking when they're recording. Because yeah. it's, it's so hard to make the noise of of smoking because so I've had a character's done it in the past, and I've tried doing it and if you're not actually smoking while you're doing it it's it's fuck almost fucking impossible because it's a very distinct sound you know the the drag and everything, and getting the mic to pick it up properly without over accentuating it saying so which you know nobody smokes like that um
2: and there's kind of an inhale talk that smokers do that kind of I don't know,
1: yeah, absolutely. you know that.
2: And it's very subtle.
1: This is really making me want a cigarette, so we should stop talking about it. But yeah. Oh, um, no, cigarettes are bad. They yeah, cause cancer
0: They
1: make people thing. die. Uh, no, go on, Joel.
0: Oh, um... I had it... Because I kind of imagined she's, like, really pissed off and she's really tense, so I had it... She's, like, really fumbling with the cigarette in the package because I just kind of imagined... She just, like, really wants to punch something right now. She's so pissed mm. off. She's just really tense, so she's, like...
1: I love nice. the level of detail you go to on this shit. It's so far beyond it. what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make me well, sound very I... good, but seriously, dude, no, I love it. I really do.
2: I can't wait for people to hear it in the full quality, you know. <laughs> Cause all... I always it's like, I, I love hearing things in full quality because you get all those tiny little subtle sounds and those wonderful little details and... and I hope, I just, I can't wait for people to hear the, the full qual versions of the work you've done.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yes, I agree. You do get a huge amount of detail. I hope a lot of it will carry across to the um, release quality versions. I, I think a lot of it will, because your sound effects tend to be quite um, dramatic. You know, they they tend to really sound very well, and you always use very clean sounds. So I think a lot will carry across. But the full quality ones, they are um, they are. Pretty beautiful to listen to. Died years ago. So, um, just for the, the, the date nerds amongst you, we are flashback now as Sahi tells her story to Kitty, and we're flashback to July 2010, which is, as you will remember, uh, in between uh, season. One and and the very first two episodes of season two, when Sahi and Kitty travel out to the UK. Um, so, uh, sorry, no, it's not Sahi and Kitty. Sahi and Steph travel out to the UK so that Steph can meet the Order and Sahi can reveal some secrets to her. And M, um, you're on, you're on crack and form here, my darling.
2: Ooh, I hate hearing myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, if you want to act, oh, you've got to listen to your own voice.
2: I know, I know, but there's just so much. Nice. I mean, people are going to hate I, I am annoyed with Sahi after these last two episodes.
1: Oh no, I don't know why. I think I think these are the episodes where we finally really humanize Sahi as a character.
2: I know, I do. I do. I just get very weirded out about I don't know. I think it's just it's it's like the reverse of ego. <laughs> like I just I just don't want to suck. You don't. <laughs> okay. Not on the first date.
1: Well, no, absolutely. And then you do well. Uh, anyway.
0: Number anyway. one, the background sounds, the PA system. I thought I'd be funny. It is in English and Japanese.
1: Oh, nice. Any reason?
0: <laughs> just, just to be funny.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Just because it was like, oh hey, airport English Japanese. Hey, why not? Let's let's put it in. See if anybody notices. Probably not because I have it really really low. But and number two, the music behind it is um, this uh, odd little jazz piece because uh, of James Bond. Oh, really? I, I recently got my uh, my hands on a few um, James Bond scores, because I am a fan, and one of them was uh, Diamonds Are Forever, which is kind of a crappy movie, but it had a really neat soundtrack. And there's a bit, when he comes to, I think it's when he comes to Vegas, he's in the airport, and there's this really great little jazz piece going on, playing over the speakers, and so I had that stuck in my head when I was directing this, and I'm like, oh, I want to get. Give... I can't use that.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: hey! There's a neat jazz piece from. is Kevin McLeod. Hey, alright!
1: Well, nicely done. It's great. I loved all the little airport sound effects, the planes taking off and landing in the background. That was. Yeah, it, was really it was great. Thank you. Um, that scene was originally a, quite a bit longer, I think. um cause I think I did. Did I, do... I did the original right on this, didn't I, Am? Yep. Yeah, and then you did the edit down and you were like, No, this is too long and it was. Um so we, we, we took a lot of that detail and put it into this scene instead, which I think worked quite nicely. Um with uh with Sahi Gill and um Steph enjoying tea together.
2: Oh yes it was. It is rather cliche, but I have missed a proper cup of tea.
1: Well it is, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I love it. I you know, because she just said, I've just missed a proper, proper English tea. That is a cliché fucking line, because it's like, it's, it, it, it's in everything. It's, okay.
2: I love that line.
1: So I thought it was much better that Zahi recognised the fact that she was about to
2: Yay. follow in the footsteps no. of
1: many token English characters in uh, American shows.
2: Yay! Does that mean she's going to be evil? No. And blow up their home planet?
1: No, probably not. <laughs> Certainly not this okay. episode.
2: Yay! Uh, Joel, did you actually pour a cup of tea, three cups of tea for the sound, or did you? Is there a difference no, no, between the sound the, coffee pouring?
0: Indeed. No, no, it's just one sound effect I found. I, I think I, it was just one cup of tea, and then I put it again and a third time. And I think I barely remember half the stuff I did for this episode <coughs> until it gets to the uh, the big long crazy ass -ass scene the one scene that (laughs) takes (laughs) up 90% of this fucking episode yeah and and about 90% of the
1: next episode as well oh my
0: god and I did it all in one session
1: did you really wow okay that's very impressive insane all in
0: one session I had to do it three fucking times because something would go wrong, like my computer would restart or something like that cause, like oh,
1: no. um, oh my I had god to dude
0: and I would lose parts of it Fortunately, it wasn't always that much, but it's like
1: I had no fucking idea man i I'm, I'm, I'm impressed because I cause what I, the way I'd sort of envisioned it to be done is you do it in the sections between every memory change.
0: Yeah, that that's um, actually how I did it for the next episode. Right, yeah. Because I was smarter the next episode.
1: <laughs> no, I had I had sort of like writing each memory in uh, the individual scene. I don't know, it's weird. Like, scenes, it's such an arbitrary thing anyway. Because what is a scene in, in terms of audio drama? Um, you know, I normally think of it as when am I going to fade out and fade back in again and when am I going to cut? Um... So, because there didn't seem to be a fade or a cut, because it was literally bouncing from one um, one moment to the next within her memory, it seemed wrong to label them as separate scenes, although that is probably very pedantic on my part, so, um, sorry it caused you problems.
0: Oh, no, no, no. It's my fault for doing it that way, but... And we talked over Dill being a dick. Which is something we're going to get used to over the next couple of episodes. We do.
1: Gil is, mm-hmm. Gil is not um, the most personable of people. He does seem to mean well, of course, but... Um, well, he
0: he tries, but he's kind of... Uh, he means well, but he's kind of a dick about it. Yeah. He's like, yes, well... The, the whole bit about Sahi trying to, to teach Steph. He's like, yes, well, she's just a junior member.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like
2: He's kind of snapey, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> which, <laughs> they, which David Alt does with a plon I feel. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to be able to bring me in because I've, I've known, I, I think we talked about this in previous commentaries, I've known about Gil coming in. Em uh, and I discussed him, because we wanted we wanted this character who was met in the future, then was actually real in the past, was had this connection with Sahi, and I think, I can't remember if we decided together or whether I'd spoken to Dave about it, but anyway, it was like, Dave's definitely fucking playing, and so we wrote him with Dave in mind, and Dave playing him pretty much with his own voice as well. Um, mm. And um, so it's so lovely to actually have him here in a setting in Oxford, in England, you know with him as himself Um, but yeah he is an absolute dick it's great
0: Um. Um, another thing I I, I changed a sound effect here somewhere because you have like an atmosphere oh yeah this one actually Beginning, it's a quiet rustling of wi- wind and leaves outside. I put it like right in the middle of um downtown London, <laughs> Did you? or possibly Oxford, I don't remember, but it is like right in the middle of downtown cause for some reason. I, like, somehow I completely ignored that, I apologise, and, like, imagine them, they're just, like, sitting in this large brownstone, and that's, that's, like, where the, their, their, headquarters, or whatever you want to call it, is now.
1: Okay. Instead I... of,
0: like, a big mansion out in the country, it's, you know, a large apartment.
1: Well, I did, I did sort of have them in sort of a mansion-esque place in the country, however the setting i mean i i mean they do reference themselves being in oxford but to be honest if they were just in like a building in oxford city center that's a pretty fucking busy place um yeah. so that in itself works in terms of sound effects so don't worry it's fine
0: yeah i'm i'm sorry I, I kind of fucked up
1: with that no no not at all
0: it doesn't really you know come into play at no. Any other time in in the scene, except right there at the establishing shot in the beginning.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, because I wanted to be quite a quiet scene because there's a huge amount of dialogue in this scene. I mean, it is you know it's it's ten pages of sitting down and talking, Um, and and there's a huge amount of exposition. I mean, we learn a lot in this scene, which we um, we we, we've kind of ignored chatting around now, but um, it doesn't matter. You've listened to the episode, so you've heard it. So there's a lot of stuff about the eighteen twenty six, about the book, about Sahi's role in it all, about Mm -hmm. what happened to the order. Um, We finally learnt, you know, the, the the the. you know, on the, the, the realization that Sahi was given uh, was the death of all the members of the audio. That's why she was so distraught in when we first met her back in episode two of season one. Um, so there is rather a huge amount of right. This is what's been going on, everybody. Keep up, keep up. Um, <laughs> uh, which is why, of course, because I, I think we toyed. Um, um, correct me if I'm misremembering. We toyed with having this episode chronologically where it was. Actually, at the There's... end of season one.
2: Yes, yes, but there was so much going on. I think it was the smart move to kind of put it a little later.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. Also, it does tell a lot of story that while it doesn't impact on the other, it's, I think it's nicer finding it out now than finding it out back when back when right. Seth it... and Sahi actually to find it out.
2: Yeah, because it was getting a little Basil exposition Yeah. back that so it's it was great to actually just kind of give it its own little moment to 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 play out.
1: Yeah. Good. Um, well, we we all agree. Marvelous.
2: Haha. Although I do giggle at the just completely unrelated when Sahi skill. You don't. Ex- I don't expect you have acquired a time machine in the past six months, because David and I play the Doctor and companion. So when I. <laughs> I kept giggling to myself. I didn't... Joel never got those lines, because I kept giggling every time I said it.
1: So I just stopped
2: for a good ten minutes and re-record that. Not giggling, thinking of him as the doctor.
1: And now we move into the precursor Sorry. of the uh, the flashback sequence, um, where we have uh, Julia Lintham come playing Penny, and Carissa McCann playing Julie. Um, I, I love Carissa's voice here. I think it, it's so, like... Unworldly and, and, and strange. And then you've got it kind of like balanced against Julia's, which is much more like, Rights, hello, this is what we're going to do. Put you in a trance, lie back, calm down. Um I thought that worked really well. It's all just energy in the right direction. This is wasting time. The process And then there's Dick of Gilda Dick returned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, sound effect cue for running water. What what was up with that? Well, uh, was that supposed to be something specific? Because the only thing I could think of was like a little fountain or mm,
1: something. Indeed, that's why it was left in. It was too late. Old. Originally, this scene was very different. Because originally, oh. I had been influenced by the hypnotic um, sensory deprivation chamber used in Fringe. And the oh, idea of using that nice. and drugs to allow someone to relive past memories, and I look, and i would find Okay, that's a great idea, Fringe. I looked it up. Has it been done in real life? Yes, there are experiments done in Russia and the United States in the 70s and 80s using that exact tech. No evidence that it works at all. But I thought, well, let's use that. And let's put some magic in. And it was actually Jeffrey at the script ed- at that script editing stage, because um, I think M and I both said, yeah, that's cool. Um, and he went forward and he said, it's just, it's just too like Fringe. Um, it's too d- too um, uh, derivative, and and he was right, and I and so I kind of went back and um, and I think we we talked about it. And we were like, well, let's just make it let's make it a meeting of minds through mystical things instead. Um, mm-hmm. But I left the water sound effect in there because I did have this idea. there was almost this underground like spa sort of you know uh, with like right, rocks rocks and and stuff and like this natural spring there i mean oxford doesn't have any natural springs so that's fucking bollocks but who cares you know but that kind of thing um and so that was why i left that sound effect and i thought it gave a different sort of sound effect than what you might expect rather than just sort of dry air
2: no mum i don't want to go ah. i'm sick of all racist that get thrown about i tried hey, really hard to sound are. young that just didn't work
1: god I you sound you, you sound young enough it's fine because you're supposed to be you know like you know 14 uh, uh, fourteen, fifteen at this point mm. uh, actually not you're supposed to be seventeen, 18, you're in sixth form so it's fine
2: okay that's fine yeah i don't feel so what's the word i'm looking for self-conscious about that <laughs>
1: No, not at all. And uh, we have a return here of Kim, uh, Kim Giannopoulos, Kim playing mum, which is lovely because I know she, she'd uh, she'd she'd wanted more more stuff in the line, and and Amy hasn't been in it for a while because of the past and future moving backwards and forwards, and she auditioned for this role, and it was a tough. I knew it was a tough one to go out there anyway because of the the accent um, that <laughs> we were asking for. Um... Uh, uh, so yeah I think, no it was it was really good to have someone who actually come in and could actually do that accent it's like fucking A
2: yay Kimmy G is fantastic she's my neighbour she doesn't live too far away from me
1: Aw, oh, excellent we should her have a family's chat with her hilarious
2: what you're talking about. Yeah. it's a shout out to the G family what what Giannopoulos they're hilarious I they love them
1: they're, well they can feel free to reply and we'll put it in the next commentary they want to send something back <laughs> um and now into the, um, well, and into, uh, yes, uh, part of the Brixton riots, uh, or one of the several riots that occurred in Brixton, this particular one happening um, in the late 90s, um, as it did and Sahi and her boyfriend at the time getting involved. Um, those rights weren't totally around the racial issues that we sort of discussed in uh, yeah. briefly in this. Um, so I've sort of modded time a little bit there, but I'm, yeah, I think we can reasonably forgive him for that.
0: <laughs> and, who well, is it? Is uh, it Michael? Uh...
1: Yeah, Mike Bergonzi playing a Neil. Yeah, bear.
0: Mike Bergonzi and M here just beat the crap out of uh, Cat Pride.
1: Yep. Sorry, Cat. Yeah, Cat Ooh. Pride and Richard Casto, I think both get uh, both get about. And Richard Casto actually gets uh, gets. Um, well, the idea was was he was carving like um, a, a swastika or something into his head um, to like mark him out as a racist. Um, yeah, so I, thought uh, that,
0: I, that, I thought it was something like that. I tried to put in some. Cutting, stuff. there are no real cutting, uh, no flesh no, sounds. All I get is the little. Uh, all, the best I could do is a couple of little, little sounds that are like.
1: I've said this to you in uh, in 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 real life, Joel, rather than this fake life that we are living on a commentary. Um, but that I I love the me, the memory changing sound effect. I think that was great.
2: Mm.
1: It was nicely oh, different because because I. Because like for most of like when we've done like scene changes and stuff in the past when I was directing I'd use like whoosh sounds um, and so I'm really glad you found something that sounded totally fucking different from that, that that's awesome
0: and, and I always kind of had a problem I, I like it I really do and I like taking you know cutting off the one scene sound effects right in the middle of it and starting at the uh, the next scene's uh, background sound yeah you know right after but um, it kind of bugs me, because it feels... I I think this is just a a director thing for me, but it it just kind of feels um, too manufactured. It feels. I I feel like it should have been more... not quite as electronic sounding. Mm. Hmm. If that makes sense.
1: No, I understand what you mean. I mean, as I say, I personally like it. I think it sounds different enough from any other sound effect we've used, but I understand what you mean, because we're talking sort of memories here. Um made something more biological rather than, as you say, electronic. Um, you could have used... I don't, I, don't know, I don't know. These things, as we've discussed in the past, you can go back and you can change and fix and amend and play with um, until the cows come home. Uh, but I don't know where the cows have been, so it doesn't really matter.
0: Okay, there is one thing, though. Here. Um, it's um, not this part. Um, this last part, and, I mean, Sahi finding her parents.
1: Not mm. rich. Yeah, just, just yeah, which we just went through. Yeah, and
0: she, she's supposed to step in their blood on the floor. Yeah. That was harder than hell to do. <laughs> because, okay, it's simple enough to find the sound effect of somebody stepping into water or walking in water. Yeah. But the water, like, the most shallow sound you can find for water is at least ankle-deep.
1: Yeah, which is unrealistic. I mean, like, you, you want a puddle, don't you? want that tiny little splash sound you get when you step in a puddle.
0: Yeah, I think the best I... The, what I ended up using was, like, um... A footstep onto like wet snow, like that mm. slushy wet snow, just to get a little bit of the the liquid squish mm. sound.
1: No, absolutely. And,
0: and you were amazing.
1: I agree. I just.
0: Oh wow, thank you. Say.
1: No, that 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 is your best scene in this episode. Um, absolutely, and it's exactly as impact uh, as as dark and sad as as I think we both want it to be when it was written. So, um, good stuff.
0: Also, Em had a rant about her, um, uh, When don't I have a rant? <laughs> not often, but it was, she falls to her knees in shock, and she has this rant about, but she's not gonna fall down, because it just says, body falls as she collapses. So she's just like, I'm not gonna just fall down, I'm gonna fall to my knees! What the hell are you doing? <laughs> but I, but yeah, <laughs> personally for me, I'm like I was already picturing that it's like
1: <laughs> <What> a... <laughs> to the choir, yeah, it's I sort of it's figured, sort of, you that's... know falling to knees with hands in the air, kind of a why moment, but without that embarrassing why bit <laughs> actually in there um, but you can you can rant anytime you like, but you know it all gets back to me, em even if I don't listen to the line
2: I know. Because I tell you. Ah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I'm just to say, the, 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 um, uh the actor playing the chaplain there was my friend Jen Hersey who um who I know in in real life and lives in London. I was actually out last night seeing Twilight Breaking Dawn with which we shall not discuss now. But she's lovely and wonderful and she was saying she wanted to get involved in audio drama and I was like, Hey, come and play a part So she so she plays this she role. The job, I thought. Um she and she's actually she's she's American, actually. I hope she's American now said so that she could be connected No, I'm I'm almost sure she's American. Um and, and certainly her accent is what I would consider to be American and or Canadian. But she did that uh, great British accent there. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I've told her that she can come back in the future, in mean, in some other capacity.
0: Also, another thing, another rant from Em here. Um, there's a bit in the script where um, they have a discussion of um, her accent. And Em's like, no! We're not doing this. I'm not doing this. Just take this out. We're skipping this part. We're skipping to this next part. I'm not even doing the line, okay? Because I, ca- I can't do that accent. And I was going to destroy it! Next, so, so but we're moving on. We're not doing this. Ignore the next line. Ignore this line. Move on. So. Yes,
1: I know that line's not there, Em. Unfortunately, it now makes the other character sound like a racist because you didn't do it.
2: That's why I said, take the next one out. Because every time I said it, it sounded ridiculous. And then I called my friend Ashish, and I said, how do I say this? And he said it to me, and I over and over and over again, and it sounded terrible. Terrible. Even he was like, don't don't, don't say that ever again.
1: Joel has very, very kindly taken the next line out and the next line out, but it still sound, makes the character, are you okay?
2: Yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking on, on my own sadness.
1: You are. It still <laughs> makes Miles sound like a racist in this scene because you didn't oh. do that line. You're well, a pain in my ass, Garcia. <laughs> it's, it, was, it
2: was, it sucked. It just, I was, it was, it was. It was Important that, that it not suck,
0: so... Saki doesn't have that thick of an accent, it doesn't. No, I know, work. I... Mean, I least,
1: the, the original plan was have, for her, like, yeah. The,
0: the what, was, what would it say, uh, Hindu? It, it, you know,
1: it would have been yeah, a Hindi or a Pooja. again
2: would you like a squishy that that is <laughs> not
1: it's not that accent but yes i know what you mean no i know that's what it would end up being no i agree with you we should have taken all the lines out but unfortunately we should have also <laughs> lost miles line about assuming where her background is from or at least you put another line in there where she berates him for making that assumption um but never mind it's fine <coughs> because Stuff happens next episode that means it doesn't matter, really, if Miles is a racist (laughs) or not. And that's that's a bit spoilerific, so that's all I'm saying. Um, But yes, read your lines. Read your lines. That goes for everybody. Read your lines. As written. Also. Also.
0: Miles here. Chris Sparnes. Great job. Although, something funny, as I was listening to your line reads, I... Chris, I have no idea if you're actually Scottish or not. He is. I, he is? Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, um, delicious. no offense, dude, I, I mean this kind of complimentary, <laughs> and not really insulting. Just sound like how I would imagine a young Scrooge McDuck would sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you do. I'm like. Oh,
1: I really, really hope out- he's listening to this commentary. <laughs>
0: Finding out he's like actually Scottish do do? now, I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> oh God, I you're sound good like good.
2: an
1: ass. Well, Chris, if you're listening, that came from Joel, not from us, so uh, you've only <laughs> got like him to blame.
0: Yeah, me? I'll only laugh. be. <laughs> but he still did a wonderful job. I Great acting job This episode Especially the next episode Well
1: indeed The next episode Which is Is going to be The second half of this And we're going to Lots more revelation and stuff in there. Um, but no, it's lovely to have Chris. Because I, I, Chris had been listening to shows since it started, and I, me and him a chat, and he obviously does a lot of acting work with Broken Sea, and I love his voice, and he was like, oh, you, you know, any roles come up that I could audition for, or that you'd like me, and I said, oh, it was a vague idea for a character, but he doesn't appear until, like, episode 10 of season 2, which at that point was two years in the future. So I was like, I'll let you know. Um, and then we, we've actually got there, and he's got to do it. So that's been very nice. Um, interestingly, actually, I'm I, I'm forgetting about all important stuff. Miles Marshall, right back in the very first drafts. M, you'll probably remember this. He was Sahi. Yeah. Sahi didn't exist. Um yeah. And Steph had a had this guy Miles who came across from England and was her tutor. And then I was like, fuck, I'm just writing Buffy again. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is ridiculous and 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 bordering on illegal. Um, so that was a Miles got scrapped, and the whole character Saki came in, and the storyline changed completely from what it was then. But I like I just like the name Miles Marshall, so I was like, well, at some point we'll have him in there as an order member. So this is sort of like the 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 Watch, uh, not the Watcher, dear me. See, see, that's what would have happened if we'd kept Miles in the uh, the guide that. Um, But Miles could have been, but wasn't.
0: I I would like to add, in my defense, Chris, it's not all the time. It's just like every (laughs) so often, listening to your lines. It might just have been me, you know, zoning out, but... Yeah, it was just, it was like, every so often, it was like, wow, you kind of... Uncle Scrooge... Wow!
1: See, now I feel we need to do a ducktail spoof. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure we know someone who can do a convincing Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, yeah, Chris, if you ever want to come and do a ducktail spoof with us, apparently you're the perfect fit.
2: <laughs> and
1: on that note. That wonderful, <laughs> joyful note. Thank you very much for joining us for this commentary. Uh, last month, we apparently forgot to do any of the important info, so let's do it all now. If you want to email us, uh, you can email us at thelinehq at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am the line boy. The show is the line live. M is Sierra. And Joel is Carter's alter ego. Uh, and is if, there anything else if important? You want to,
0: if, if you want to follow me, like send, try and send me a message saying, hey. I listen to the show, I want to follow you on Twitter, because I get a lot of, you know, weird spam bots.
1: You get get a lot of stalkers, don't you, Joel? You get a lot of stalkers. You get a lot of stalkers. It's okay, you can say it here, it's a safe space. Well,
0: yeah, but I I get, like, the weirdest people, and I don't want to, like, ignore somebody who's, like, actually listening to the show and... It's like, oh, hey, I'll follow these guys.
1: Yeah. But, so if you're one of Joel's stalkers and you want to sneak on to allow him to follow you, tell him you're a fan of the show, and then he'll let you. <laughs> I think I might have undermined your message there, Joel. I'm really sorry.
0: No, 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 no. That was actually the the whole point of my message. You just said it better.
1: Oh, excellent. Good. If you want to just, stalk Joel... No, not not even slightly. Um, it's been a joy, a pleasure, and, and uh, a wonder. Come back in 31 days uh, for our February edition of the line. It's a leap year. It's going to be a leap year. We're going to have 29 days this February. What will we do with the extra day? Uh,
2: that's actually a very important day for me. Is the it? 29th of February. It will be the fourth anniversary of being tumor-free. So.
1: That, that's exciting. We should have a celebratory yes. party, I think.
2: It was all so, but I only get to celebrate it every every four years. every
1: four years. So is so it like, is it the fourth like fourth year or is it the fourth like fourth time you've done it? for sixteen years.
2: The fourth. This is the this is the fourth year, so it's the first true anniversary.
1: Well, that is very exciting. Well, then we shall we shall have hey, a celebratory I thought day get a
2: happy note On instead the... of making fun of Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge McMiles.
1: That 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 was a happy note too. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, au revoir, I'll be the same.
2: DuckTales, ooh.
1: (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye. What have I started?
1: (laughs) For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.